Welcome to the Scaling Creative Podcast. My name is Michaela, and I'm joined by some of my friends, Pablo, Hi. Scott, hey, hey, and my beautiful friend, Brittany, which Hello. I'm so, so excited about. Um, I just wanted to just say to you, like, besides being a business owner, which we're going to get into your story in just a little bit, but Brittany is known for her charisma, her joy, her authenticity, whether you take a class with Brittany um, at bar three or you do have lunch with her, you will Thank leave you. her space just feeling <laughs> like brighter, bolder, and more joyful because you just are a ray of sunshine. And Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. My life is blessed because you're in it. So I'm so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. I'm really honored to do this. So thank you yeah. for having me. I can just say you must be doing something well because my wife goes to bar three all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the longest commitment other than me that she's, <laughs> that she's kept. So she clearly, she kept. clearly the brand is good. We're yeah. going to talk about oh, that. But true. it's uh, she loves it. Absolutely loves it. She thank tells you. me to go all the time. And I will not go. But it's just because I don't exercise. But you're doing awesome. Well, I can't I wait, and I can't that. wait to hear your oh, story. Wow. And and to this day, I mean, nothing makes my heart happier than to hear that people are enjoying the experience. That's it's awesome. Really important to me. Well, that's, that's great. Cool. Yeah. So, Brittany, tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about who you are, what you do, and we'll kind of start there. Okay. Um, my name is Brittany, and I own the Bar Three Allentown and Bethlehem Studios here in the Lehigh Valley. Mm-hmm. I am a sister. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. Um, titles that really are important to me, but I'm also a business owner, which is really exciting and another honorable role. Mm -hmm. Um, Gosh, we've owned the Allentown Studio. It's turning five this spring, and Bethlehem will turn three in the spring. And... Yeah, and I'm actually not from the Lehigh Valley. We yeah, we moved from? here originally from New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Live free or die, baby. <laughs> um, so yeah, my whole family's up there still. My husband and I moved here, kind of transient through many other places, mm-hmm. um, and we painted some rooms and we set up some roots and mm-hmm. opened up a business, and now we're here. So tell me about like why bar three. Mm-hmm. How did that all begin? Yeah. Like, did you have a dance background? I do. I, I grew up dancing. I worked professionally for several years. I lived in New York City. I performed on a cruise ship. I worked with a small um, traveling dance company for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit after that, my husband and I reunited, mm-hmm. and he was a helicopter pilot for the Army. So we traveled together to several different bases in the United States. Okay. And his very first civilian job after deploying twice was in Oklahoma City. And I went kicking and screaming. I mean, when I tell you, I was like, don't, you know, let's get back to New England with our family. Mm I, um... Don't take me somewhere like Ohio, Ohio. Like, I want to go back to my New England roots. Like, those are my people. I've been traveling with you a lot. He's like, okay, we're going to Oklahoma. And I legitimately got in the car, like, kicking and screaming. It was not my proudest, most beautiful moment at all. But I will say, the day that we drove into Oklahoma City, we passed through just various businesses. And I saw um, a building, and it had the sign up at the top, and it said Bar 3. And being a dancer and a teacher and a choreographer, it instantly popped into my vision because the word bar was obviously in the title. And so, I mean, we hadn't even been there, like, 12 hours. The next morning, I took class. Um, and it literally changed my life. That very first class, mm-hmm. uh, changed my life. 
What about it? So I was clearly brand new to the area. I didn't yeah. know a single human being other than my husband. Yeah. Um, and I was a true new client. I walked in with my dance bag. I had like three costume changes. Yeah. I had a yoga mat. I had like all my <laughs> dance shoes, all the things in my bag. And the woman at the front desk, her name was Jen Morse. Mm -hmm. She greeted me with the most beautiful smile. And to this day, she is my dear friend. Mm -hmm. um, I took class with Lindsay Parks, who to this day is still teaching bar three and still my dear friend. Aww. And I think it was maybe the next day I met the owner at the time. Her name then was Andrea Mason. And still to this day, a very dear friend of mine. I mean, they changed my life because I was a complete stranger. Mm -hmm. I knew no one. I was going into this new experience, anticipating being very lonely mm -hmm. and nervous and scared. My yep. husband had a job, we moved for the position, and they they immediately became my new family, my new friends, and they welcomed me with open arms like I've never been welcomed before. It was just the most incredible transition. Yeah. Um, so I was a client first. Mm -hmm. I became an instructor for them at the Bar 3 OKC studio. Uh, and then about a year later, we transitioned here to the Lehigh Valley, mm -hmm. and there was no bar three here. Mm -hmm. So again, I'm starting in a place where I didn't know anybody. Yeah. We moved from my husband's position. Um, luckily, I had made some really beautiful th friends through the training process of becoming an instructor. Mm -hmm. And I met two women that own the Bar 3 Morristown studio, yep. um, Lisa and Rebecca, and they were just so wonderful to me. I was so this warm. young, impressionable woman that had traveled to Portland, Oregon to train. And they also, again, incredibly community-based, mm -hmm. welcomed me in and said, if you're ever back in the Northeast, call us. Mm -hmm. We're here for you. And I did. I called him like, hey, I'm not that far. I'm like, I'm like a fat hour from you yeah. guys. And <laughs> here I am alone again. Yeah. Do you need anybody? And they were in the transition period of working their underground and preparing to open their studios. So I was so lucky to be able to experience their pre-opening stage. Okay. Mm. Um, through that time, I became pregnant with my first child, Vivian, who is now six and a half. Mm -hmm. And... It was, again, a beautiful experience of camaraderie and friendship and leadership, but also learning the ins and outs of opening a studio. Wow. They were really thoughtful in sharing um, a lot of how they were doing, what they were doing, the struggles Strategy they were going through, yeah. and, and how they were going to implement opening this new exercise studio in Morristown, yeah. New Jersey. And so I was so lucky to experience in Oklahoma City, one that had recently opened and how they were building, and then one in New Jersey that was just starting to build. So I was right. able to experience the opening of, of their Morristown, New Jersey studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's awesome. So it sounds like the culture is what mm -hmm. drew you. Huge. It's huge. I mean, bar three is a fantastic full body workout. Mm -hmm. It incorporates um, strength conditioning, cardio, and mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And that's the workout. And yep. it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Incredibly results-driven, yep. solid, constantly evolving, science-based. I mean, it's this spectacular mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. But I love it so much because of the community, because of the culture. Mm -hmm. Whether it was in Oklahoma City or Morristown or now here in the Lehigh Valley, mm -hmm. Friends of mine have become my family, mm -hmm. or strangers have become my most beautiful friends. Yeah. And again, we moved here knowing absolutely no one. I mean, right. we it was it was my husband and I, and again, that, that was it. And now we have the most sensational family, community, friends, and culture mm -hmm. that as a mom, yeah. like I can share that with my very impressionable six and a half yeah. year old little girl, <laughs> right? I mean. <laughs> 
all about strong, proud, hardworking, kind littles. And I have a three-year-old son and he too, I mean, strong, kind, hardworking, just really beautiful people. Yeah. His name is Guy. Yes. When, oh, when the big was, guy. When yeah, he yeah. was little, though, Malin would always be like, oh, this is man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, close guy. But like, close. yeah. Same Actually, same, same, same. yeah, right? Same, same. All the things. Um, but it's funny. He, he may or may not answer to guy. We Really, he thinks his name is big guy. Uh, you know, he's yeah. like this oh, little yeah. Viking king. Yeah, and he, he thinks, you know, he, that's who he he's thinks. He's always been a big. Yeah, my children big are not, baby. Not, not frail babies there. Yeah, like Amazon's growing in our house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go to the start. So b- having the idea to start something and starting mm-hmm. something is a whole different yes. challenge. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that would love to do something and there's very few that actually do. Yes. What do you feel like was, what was your biggest drive or what kind of self-awareness did you have to be like, I want to actually own this place. Like you had great experiences. And I think a Mm -hmm. lot of people go into bar, they go into a company, they're like, this is awesome. I'd love to own this. And then they're just not good at doing it. Or they just were like "Ah, too big to handle the idea of starting Mm -hmm. my own thing. What kind of, what advice do you have to people of like when you actually should decide to take a passion and decide you actually want to do it yourself? Yeah. That's such a good question. And let me be incredibly clear that I have never done this on my own. Like this is not a one woman show. It hasn't been since the beginning. And to this day, we're not a thriving business because I do this on my own. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's the complete opposite. Um, it's a, a thriving community and culture in business because I have the most amazing support. Mm-hmm. And it, it really starts with one, my husband, Adam, who since day one has never left my side in the support that one, we could do this or two, we should do this. Mm -hmm. And three, like we are going to do this. We've been really good about working together, which is hard Mm -hmm. with a significant other Mm -hmm. to to be professional and work Mm -hmm. in that professional environment. Um, and he still has a full-time job. You know, this is my full-time job, but he is just just, just as there. involved when it comes to be at operations or just the support. I mean, yeah. he's all in 100%. Um, but not just my husband, but our families. They were always supportive, whether it be my parents or my in-laws or even just our siblings and our friends. I mean, never has anyone looked at us and been like, are you sure? So I think being surrounded by just positivity always. I mean, we've questioned things like, is this the best decision or this? But it's never, we've never encountered, and we're really lucky and blessed that that's not the case, but we've never encountered the, I don't really know this is a good idea. Like we've we've been really surrounded by people that are like, yes, you can do this. And there's going to be some really hard times and you're going to struggle sometimes mm-hmm. and you might not always be, you know, thriving to capacity, but you can definitely do this. Mm-hmm. So just having the encouragement, one, from my husband, business partner, like mm-hmm. life partner, but also from our family and our friends. I mean, they've never, never left our side when it That's came great. to this. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. yeah. So, But like I said, this is not a one woman show by any means. And that, again, is starting in the beginning even from like writing a PL report or writing our business plan or our statements of how we're we're going to try to elevate throughout the next year, three years, five years, ten years. But to this day, I I have the most spectacular team on the planet. And I can say that with full confidence. And whether that's 
the experience inside the studio, whether it's who's running retail or the operations or the instructors or social media. I mean, we, I have a team of people that do this mm -hmm. and we all work together really well. Everyone's open to ideas and change and none of us are perfect, mm -hmm. right? We're always looking to improve. And I think that's why our team and our um, studios are so successful because None of us think that we know everything about right. everything. All right, of us right. work really well together mm -hmm. to listen. We all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. We all recognize that our team members want to be seen mm -hmm. and want to be heard. Mm -hmm. But that also goes to the community. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we try really hard. We do our best. Yeah. When in the beginning, too, um, just kind of going back to some of your question, there's before you open mm -hmm. a studio, there's a lot of work that goes yeah. into awareness mm -hmm. of it because you think about, okay, so bar three wasn't in this area or mm -hmm. if somebody's looking to open a business and there's nothing like it around. How did you start to spread awareness and to network? Like, what did that look like? I love that you asked this because we're actually coming back to this now that we're growing into our fifth year. Mm -hmm. um, literally from the ground up. Um, we began really sharing what the product was. So in Bar 3, our product is a class. Yep. At the moment, it is a 60-minute full-body workout. Mm -hmm. So we began underground, mm -hmm. and this was our way of sharing, like, you know, if you have a hot dog stand, sharing the sample, mm -hmm. sharing the hot dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we shared Bar 3 in my basement. My husband built just a mini little studio. I mean, and it was amazing, and we loved it, but it <laughs> It was my basement, yeah. you know, and <laughs> sure. we, yeah. I, I started just inviting my best friend Courtney over and was like, so you want to come over and do this little workout in my basement? Like, how do you feel about that? And she was like, sure, anything, whatever. So she started <laughs> and it started with one person, right? Yeah. And then it grew. It came and the music was bumping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Legit. What it was What are you bringing awesome. me into? Yeah. She, she has like yeah. one friend sign in. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it was just she and I in my basement Perfect. and then. It grew to our other best friend, Michelle. So there's the two of them in my basement. And I was like, all right, y'all. So we're going to do this thing. Mm -hmm. We're going to open up a bar three studio. Cool. And I need to get the word out. Mm -hmm. How do we do this? Can you help me do this? Would you be willing to do this? And from my two best friends, it grew into... You know, we at Thursday nights, I mean, at like midnight 30, right? Because, you know, you're working crazy yeah. hours. Yeah. At that time, I had Vivian, so I have a little, a really little. Um, so you're doing work whenever you can, anytime, anywhere. Right. I would post, um, was it Sign Up Genius or something oh, at yeah, like yeah. midnight 30 or something at Thursday night. So our two-person crew in my basement <laughs> grew to, I would post it. And it would fill up in a hot second because people would be super excited to participate. Mm -hmm. And you did. You had to sign up for my basement because, I mean, it, yeah. we had, like, no space. There was, yeah. like, 10 people yeah. max, yeah. really, right. you know. And it would fill. Yeah. So we went from once a week, maybe 30 minutes in my basement, to growing our team, recruiting instructors, and hosting – I don't know, a daily class yeah. in my basement, you know, in the morning or the evening. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, my neighbors probably thought I had a brothel because <laughs> there would be like SUVs outside my house and all these women walking in and like legging, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Who knows what my neighbors thought at the time, but it was such like a curious thing. All of a sudden, you know, collection of people. But that really began the community and the culture. That's really where it started because, yes, we would host this one-hour class in my basement. Mm -hmm. But then we would sit 
you know, on the stairs or in my yard or in um, the basin and just chat yeah. and, and get to know each other better and, and make these really awesome relationships. And people, one, who may not have ever found each other before in their regular life, you know, maybe would not have ever yeah. found each other but became incredible friends yeah. or people that hadn't seen each other in a really long time was like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I've been seeing you in ages. What are you doing in Brittany's basement? Yeah. Like how did that happen? So that was really cool too, because literally right before my eyes, I got to see either relationships be created or yeah. reunited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I love the results driven mm-hmm. bar three workout, but my favorite part mm-hmm. is the people mm-hmm. and the community mm-hmm. truly. Yeah. And that's so like so genuine and authentic to who you are, because I think a lot of businesses can sometimes say that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, it's about this, and, but it's really not. It's about mm-hmm. P and L is profit and loss. I think for you, like P and L is like people in love. Yes, you know, I don't know anything about numbers. I'm the worst <laughs> when it comes to operations. Like again, this is why I draw people in that yeah. are smarter than me. Mm-hmm. That that is their skill set, right. and they crush it. Yep. That's not my jam. Yeah. And I can full, like we were talking about this earlier, I we fully were, recognize yeah. things that I feel very confident in and I mm-hmm. feel like I can contribute something positive. But even more than that, I can recognize what is not my strongest skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think at the beginning, at the beginning when you start, you kind of somewhat do everything yourself. You but yeah, And you have to be a little bit good mm-hmm. at a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. But then if, when you even get to being able to hire a, the second person, you hire your weaknesses. Like you hire yeah. people that do things that you aren't good at. Recruiting else- is a constant part of my job. Yes. And I think I've become really um, confident in spotting talent mm-hmm. and not just talent of teaching a, a right. exceptional bar three class, but a talent in um, connecting with other people mm-hmm. or a, something that maybe that person doesn't even know that they do right. really well, but yep. I can see that. I can yep. see where they're thriving. And like I said, recruiting is like my number one job because we're always looking to onboard people that one love bar three, right? Like that's one of my number one things that I'm always looking for. Do you love and understand the brand and the business? Because if you do, then, um, you know, there's probably a fairly strong chance that we can work really well together. But I also like to know, like, can we sit and have coffee? Can I sit with you in my living room and have a glass of wine and have a legitimate heart to heart as much as can we sit and strategize how we're going to create our 2020 community free events? Like, you know, can we work on all levels there? Because Mm -hmm. our team is much more than a team. It's a family. Yeah. I think it's so important too. It's like, I've always tried to, to, hire people before skills to a point obviously Mm -hmm. yeah they have to have certain skills but at the end of the day like there's i think there's too many companies that hire unbelievably talented people who are like cancers to their organization just because they're like they're great at getting results i know everyone hates them but but that just that just kills an entire culture and no one but it takes like the humility of realizing this person's way better than this person but nobody likes them and they're actually killing my organization entirely Mm -hmm. and it only the numbers that they bring in only go so long until the whole culture of your place is destroyed absolutely and it's it's so it sounds like that's obviously important to you too of the of hiring people because you can hire like you can teach skills in certain of course not i mean certain skills have to be in people like i don't know if i'd ever be an instructional fitness coach because i'm not into fitness super but hey you never know but like (laughs) (laughs) but but you can't i feel like you can only really change a character so much. Mm-hmm. You can only change who someone naturally is so much. Yeah. yeah. 
but you can get them to be better at the skill that they have a little bit of, but they're an amazing person. Yeah, like that's, we can also offer support and tools and right. continual ed. I yes. mean, again, they're not alone. Right. We're doing this together. Yeah. Yeah. We can grow in that area together, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm more than happy to provide that. Yeah, that's awesome. I felt like with, so I haven't mentioned this yet, but I was an instructor. Yes, I feel like that's a huge part of, we should probably share that here. Um, and a brilliant instructor at that. A brilliant you. instructor. I yes. loved it so much. I will say too, like when I went to, when I first thought about becoming an instructor, because Brittany planted the seed so ever so beautifully, like she's like, have you ever thought about doing this? And I was like, no. I've never thought, <laughs> but it should, but then it was like, it was this little seed that was planted in me. And then I thought about it like mm -hmm. more and more. And I was like, hmm. it just you marinades know. in there. For yeah, a it really bit. does. Just uh -huh. in the back of your That's head. That's what she does well. She does <laughs> yeah. seeds seeds seeds. Seeds. I spot tell. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. But the, the support and learning, cause I didn't know, I'd never taught anything before, you know, I'd never, you know, taught fitness or knew a whole lot about, you know, quote unquote musicality and like mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and, you know, working with the beat and yeah. all that jazz. But when you have support, when your boss and the people behind you, like you have support and you know, you're going to learn, like mm -hmm. you can go into a job, I think with way more confidence. Yeah. Just knowing like, I'll learn it. I'll figure it out. Yeah, and none of us are claiming to be perfect or teach a perfect right, right, class. Right, right. Or none of us. I mean, we're constantly learning. I am at mm -hmm. the top. Like, I am constantly learning every single day. Mm -hmm. um, and I make a lot of mistakes, mm -hmm. a lot. But if we can't make a mistake, how are we able to grow? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, perfection, quite frankly, is incredibly boring. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't exist in the first place. Exactly. Right, right, right. It's not even a Everyone's thing, but I, I think no, that we no can work intended. hard, you know, constantly work hard, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, um, right. and we can try and grow and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, um, and we all got to be open to fail. For sure. And we also have to be open to learn from that, too. Mm -hmm. sure. And bar three has done a good job of, because one of the things I always say that will always remain the same is that they'll always be changing. Yes. And that's mm -hmm. like a thing, mm -hmm. which we talk about this all the time on this podcast too, is businesses that are not willing to change and shift mm -hmm. as time goes on. Like if you stay the same, like yep. there, you're, you might be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so change is really important. Mm -hmm. But speaking kind of of that, so you went from one studio mm -hmm. to two studios. We did. And the brilliant thing is you've been able to maintain the culture and like the brand of, I know that it's a franchise, mm -hmm. but I think too that you almost as an owner, like are a brand. Oh. And so like Bar 3 Lehigh Valley is a brand and a culture. So how did you keep it the same through the growth? Um, again, because I didn't do it on my own. Mm -hmm. We, I mean, talked about the idea of opening a second studio and, and started looking generally in the area pretty soon after Allentown opened. Okay. Um, but really didn't execute it, I mean, I th until about two years after, like diving deeper into that. And at that point, we, we were able to grow a team of support and knowledge and interest and also just being acutely aware of what people were asking for and inquiring about. I mean... People would a commute and transition to Allentown from other parts of the Lehigh Valley, but we noticed that there was a need and there was a want mm -hmm. in the Bethlehem area. So, um, I mean, it was never a guarante guaranteed thing. It wasn't, we never had the intention of always opening two studios. Again, it happened kind of organically with the real estate became available and, 
you know, we walked into the space after looking after into several spots and, you know, there's, there's a bit of luck involved in all of this too. I mean, there's strategy and there's planning and there's support, but there's a whole lot of luck salt and peppered into <laughs> all of, all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that happened with Bethlehem. I mean, a space was available. We had a great team looking into that. Um, and I also knew at the time that we had the support and, um, with the current Allentown team that we could expand, we could grow and we could continue to grow in the Bethlehem area. Yeah. So again, I mean, it wasn't a solo mission by any means. Yeah. Um, now and how Allentown would you... was doing well. So we had confidence that we had made some good choices, mm-hmm. had learned from some other choices yeah. that if we were to do it a second time, we were already a little bit, um, more educated and how to do it again, even from the ground up, from building the studio yeah. and how to design it and who to work with when designing it yeah. and, and when to implement certain things. And um, so that was incredibly helpful yeah. in, the, in the second studio. Yeah. So culture obviously is unbelievably important, especially in, in that kind of field where, mm-hmm. you know, people love their instructor and now their instructor's not at Bethlehem or not at Allentown. Mm-hmm. They have to go to Bethlehem. How have you found that you can teach and make more culture happen from place to place because I think that that's what people struggle I think everyone would agree that that is ultimately what drives like Bethlehem having success because you have the same culture there Mm -hmm. making it happen is a whole different story so how have you found well they're not two different entities you know Mm -hmm. we have two studios we have Allentown and Bethlehem Mm -hmm. but collectively we're Lehigh Valley Mm -hmm. and we work together to create that Mm -hmm. the team that works at Allentown is not exclusive to Allentown and Mm -hmm. the team that works in Bethlehem is not exclusive to Bethlehem Mm -hmm. we might have a you know quote-unquote home studio that we might spend a little bit more time at simply because their residence is closer to that studio so their flight path it's easier for them to participate in that studio Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say like 99 or if not the whole team transitions to both in some capacity, even if it's just one day a week, they're involved, whether it's the operations team, the instructor team, our play lounge team, yeah. um, they, they work together so cohesively and we're constantly in communication. I don't, they're not separated, mm-hmm. you know, in our private texting messages as we're sharing mm-hmm. information or in group emails. I mean, we're one unit of yeah. Lehigh Valley. Yeah. We just happen to have two locations. Right. So the team is constantly flowing. It's very fluid and very organic between the two spaces. Yeah, we there was not like a divide. Like you are now the studio, and yeah, you were there. Yeah, yeah. And our clients have the a, right. a, a availability right. to go to both too. We the same thing. They're not excluded to one studio. Um, there's opportunity to focus their attendance in one studio versus another one for a community, mm-hmm. but they have they always have opportunity to go to both. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So, and I think one thing too is, that I've always noticed with you, Britt, is that. Um, like when we would have team meetings or team outings or whatever, I mean, you invited everyone. It wasn't just the instructors that were there. It was the ladies that cleaned the studio. Oh yeah. It was like, you have a, an amazing way of making everyone feel mm. a part Thank of you. the, the family and of the team, which I think is so important for business mm-hmm. owners. Mm-hmm. You know, when you are building a culture that it's not like, these levels and in order for you to like get to me, you have to be here mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like it depends on the culture that you're wanting to build really, mm-hmm. but it starts from the head up. Mm-hmm. So you've just done like such a great job. And everyone, everyone is the same on the team. There's no hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And we can't, 
thrive and elevate like we're talking about. And I can't withhold this, this culture if there is a hierarchy. Like, yes, our instructors are overwhelmingly important because that's the hot dog in my yeah. hot dog stand. You know, yeah. they're, <laughs> they're selling our... Our, our product. That's that's my product is yeah. the class. You yes. know, we, we sell very few things, classes, retail and play lounge. Yeah. So they, they have to execute an exceptional mm-hmm. class every single time. Mm-hmm. It's duh, right? Like that's what, that's what we have. Right. But my muscle team is equally as important mm-hmm. as, and they're like my unsung heroes. I mean, we, don't really see them as they're cleaning the bathrooms right, or the right, lobbies right, right. or the studios and yeah. But you notice that as a client in the studio, yes, how clean and how well put together the space is. Mm-hmm. Um, our play lounge, equally as important as everyone else because mom or dad, they need an hour too. I mean, yeah. they need that hour yeah. to reboot. That's my wife's favorite and if part. They're, right? right? I could not have opened the <laughs> studio without play lounge. I could yeah. not have, mm-hmm. have yeah. done that. Yeah. I... I um, I couldn't, I, I need that support mm-hmm. and knowing that the people in that space mm-hmm. are kind and warm and welcoming and will genuinely take wonderful care of your little, I mean, your little baby is going to be in yeah. really great hands mm-hmm. yeah. and we're just on the other door, the side of the door. Like yeah. if we need you, we'll get you, but yeah. we got this, yeah. like you got one mm-hmm. hour, mm-hmm. eat that yeah. up yeah. and <laughs> operations, they, they are my glue. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're the first person you see as you walk in the door, the last person you see as you exit. They, this is, their job is not just, you know, answering phone and checking people in. What they do throughout their shift is, I mean, the list just right out the door. I mean, they do a million things. Yeah, um, yeah they're the face of your company. They're yeah. The first, the I mean, first and impression. And they are the glue that holds it First impression. Together. doesn't matter how Absolutely. great your instruction is if someone mm-hmm. comes in seeing if they can't get not, through doesn't the, the like they want to be there. Yeah. The amount of times I go into some retail experience and like someone doesn't even say hello, I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so true. But it's that's hard too. Like you've done a great job. I think positivity flows out from you. So yes. you naturally attract those people. Thank you. But – I'm going to ask a hard question and say, how, how many people have you let go? How many have you oh, fired? Because, because <laughs> and I'm not going to ask for the number as much as how, what happens when you choose a person that you thought was right for it and you don't think that they're right for it anymore? So this I think this happen. is how business goes yeah. to, right? You yeah. hire someone that you're like, this person is perfect. Yeah. And then they come to your door and you're like, wow, they are terrible with working with people or they're terrible at this. Or yeah. how do you how have you dealt with that difficulty? Because it's a reality. It you'd is love a total you'd love reality. to think that you're the best hirer in the world mm-hmm. and everyone you pick will be there forever. But it doesn't always happen that it way. It doesn't. <laughs> no, that's so true. And it doesn't work that way. Sometimes as our team grows, it's it's natural. It's organic. Mm-hmm. Like life changes. Mm-hmm. There has to be mm-hmm. ways to adapt to your life. And, injuries. And, right. Exactly. I mean, all the things. Like it just. We have lots of injuries here. <laughs> right. Sometimes it, it just happens that way. And other times, I will say I think that. I know. I'm putting you right There's the been a, a, a common thread that maybe this position or this experience isn't elevating both of our lives anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be a, a personal transition. It could be, you know, just life shifting mm-hmm. in ways where priorities priorities are changing of mm-hmm. where they want to, to bring all their energy. And it sometimes it's, 
it's just time mm-hmm. for them to outgrow mm-hmm. what we're doing inside the studio. Mm-hmm. And that's okay too. My expectation opening the studio was never that the first person that I hired would be with us till the very, very end. I love that loyalty and mm-hmm. I love the idea of growing for years and years and years, but priorities change, life changes. Mm-hmm. And and as humans, we have to adapt to that. Right. Sometimes it's it's a brilliant transition. Sometimes it's a little bit tumultuous and mm-hmm. maybe not the best transition. Mm-hmm. My hope is that over time, even if it wasn't the best transition, that like we understand that it was okay and a learning experience right. for both of us. I mean, it's, it's not always easy. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes it's fast and dirty, right? It's like, I got to be out tomorrow. And sometimes it comes over time that we're noticing changes mm-hmm. in, in energies brought to the studio. So it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And I certainly don't say that like it's never happened. It definitely right. happens for us, for sure. But just various levels for yeah. various reasons. And I hate having that conversation. I, it stinks <laughs> whether it has to happen quickly. It stinks yeah. whether it's like... Is this working for you still? Right. You know, <laughs> you, I, I want it to be a place where it's filling my team's cup mm-hmm. as well as they're willing to walk in and fill up right. the cups of our community. That's and, a great point. And that changes, right? Like yeah. we don't all show up to work at a 10. Mm-hmm. We don't. Mm-hmm. Can we recognize when we're a three out of 10? And what do we do to have to make even just, just bump it up a little, mm-hmm. find an eight, you know, just like. But if we're just living at a place that's like a two, three, like maybe it's time for a shift or maybe something's happening at home and we have to bring, draw new focus to that. So I think it's tough because you're in in, like with your coaches, for example, if someone shows up not feeling it, Mm -hmm. it's not easy for them to do their job well. But I think that the culture that you have is something I know that I've worked out. I can naturally be a person that's not always like incredibly happy, Mm -hmm. but I realized just the importance of like getting a person from a three to an eight or a 10 can have a lot to do with who they walk into in mm-hmm. that day. Not just yeah. the, before they even see customers or yeah. whatever, or people who attend the class, whatever you call them. Um, they are, I think are driven so much by like the energy mm-hmm. in the room in, in the a big studio. way. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes if you're not in a great mood, it's just a reality. You have mm-hmm. bad days, you have bad yeah. mornings. And if you come in, mm-hmm what culture you're building in the whole place can drive whether they are like, by the time they're ready to actually instruct, Mm -hmm. are they entirely different? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So some of the main things like I'm hearing from you, first of all, is um, I think culture starts with you. And, you know, when you are, you attract more of who you are. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, I think just because of who you are, like that's the culture that you've built. And then too, I love how open you are about like, I'm not good at this and I'm not good. Mm-hmm. So I fill people in those spots. Yeah. And I, I think sometimes as leaders, we, we try to be good at everything. And there's things that you've just got to let go of mm-hmm. and just like, you know, be in your sweet spot and the areas. And I think where people mess up, because I know that this is something that people, like people start and you, ha- like we talked about earlier, you kind of have to be, mm-hmm. you have to quote unquote, be good at everything to start to even Absolutely. operate. Yes. Yeah. And then what happens is getting your ego to realize you're actually not good at that. Oh yeah. There's people that do it better mm-hmm. yeah. is the hard part. Yeah. Cause like you have to know accounting mm-hmm. when you start a business, even yeah. though you may suck at it. Right, right. And eventually because you realize you have all the skills, cause now you're operating a business, it's actually making sure that you like bring yourself back down from your pedestal of like, I'm not the best at mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Like 
when if we had a really, really, really creative, super important client edit to get out tomorrow, like I would have Pablo edit it before me. Mm -hmm. Like he's a very great creative. And the whole point being, when I start, mm -hmm. I have to be the best because I'm the only. Yeah. And then it's realizing like when I bring someone in, it's now it's a win to me if I bring someone on that's way better than me yeah. at something. Where it used to be more like I, you know, you feel like you want to hold back because you're kind of thinking internally, well, I don't, I, they can't be better than me. Like I started this whole thing, but I think it's so important in any brand to realize. And I think clearly you're great at that because you talk so much about your people, your people, your people, your yeah. people. But I think that's something that owners struggle with mm -hmm. because they have to do it all. Mm -hmm. Then they have to actually come to the reality of what you're really actually not as good at as you think yeah. you are yeah. mm -hmm. because you've done it. Which actually lines me up for my question. You just put <laughs> the ball on the tee Sweet. and I'm about to swing here. So <laughs> I have a lot of friends that own different franchises mm -hmm. and I found it to be very interesting that Bar 3 is a franchise. Mm -hmm. I, I just kind of learned that like today. So that's amazing. <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's all cool. the two in the world. I mean, me too. There's hundreds. That's amazing. So, so my question, I guess, is like obviously with, with a franchise, you're going to have systems in place mm -hmm. that you're given yeah but at the same time you're gonna have to create mm -hmm. systems so my question i guess is like obviously when you started it's all hands on deck you're doing your thing to get systems yeah. in place to make it happen but now that there's people involved mm -hmm. and that you're looking you said that you're growing to multiple mm -hmm. ones i've learned that like the most successful companies and organizations in the world have systems that work yeah. and people that make them and stuff like so i guess my question is kind of like how have you seen like your internal systems mm -hmm. mature over this time you know what i mean like maybe it might be a very a detailed question but like i guess like how has that been important i guess yeah. with with people being involved in your in your organizations um i think it's matured because i have made a lot of mistakes <laughs> so but truly okay. like every time i screw something up either myself or my husband and i or the team and i we have to be like okay so what can we do better next time evaluation and exactly okay. self-evaluation for sure okay and then just collective evaluation like again maybe we need to shift things within the team is somebody else you know can we bring somebody else who can do this better than what we're doing right now sure. or um is there another resource that we can take advantage of that can also help in in the growing of of whatever we're working on right um or do we need to grow as a team in some capacity mm. to bring more knowledge to what we're doing? And, sure. and if we have a strong nucleus in the studio, we're also going to attract those types of people. So our community is all those types of people that we're hoping to grow with. Mm -hmm. So if our team is kind and hardworking and you know, willing to deal with mistakes and, and grow from these, then we're going to attract that kind of person. Mm -hmm. And maybe one of those people can help in these systems, right? I mean, sure. we're a, a, a brand, we're a company, we're a studio, we're a team with a huge love of learning. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of our core values. Mm -hmm. And I'm always willing to learn. Yeah, And I think I'm, I, I think part of that comes from feedback from our community. I mean, when we receive feedback, whether it's good or, you know, constructive feedback, that is a gift. Mm -hmm. That is a gift on a way that we can either keep doing something really awesome mm -hmm. or maybe we can improve upon mm -hmm. something. So these systems, they're, again, organic. They're mm -hmm. constantly evolving. Every year we look back and think, you know, whether I'm not a super data-based person. Again, that's not necessarily my wheelhouse. I'm much more like 
the emotional side, the touchy-feely of it, you know, I mean, <laughs> sure. probably why I own an exercise studio. Exact I know. I know. She's like, it. totally gets me. You attract people like that wiggle thing. just like um, that. Who are, who are these people? Here comes the shimmy. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, but true. It's like, I, again, understanding what I'm strong at and not. Right. But dad is not necessarily my, my, I don't always understand it, but my husband is really good at that. So mm. he and I can talk about it and really start to bounce ideas off one another. Um, and so our systems, as we put our policies and procedures into place, they're constantly changing, right? If it's work, is this working well for our community? Sure. Um, yes or no, like that we have to adapt to that. And or did, was this change not a solid one? Like, do we maybe need to reevaluate this? Um, so it, again, being open to change, being, mm-hmm. um, you know, humble enough to like understand sure. that some of this isn't going to work, but confident enough that we have the, t- the, the team and the tools to, to continue mm-hmm. to grow and make, make this amazing, not just for five-year anniversary, but like 10 years, 15 years. I mean, who knows how long. Sure. Um, does that's that good. answer your question? That's no, that's great. I think it's a very, it's a very twofold thing because I see yeah. companies that clearly you know how to love people well and love mm-hmm. and care for them, which is great. But then you can also tell like, and I'm not saying that you do this. I'm just saying that in general, like there's, I, there's this like old saying that's like passion over polish, mm-hmm. which is like, you can be super passionate about something, but if it's yeah. not done well, you can right. feel that, mm-hmm. in, you know, when you walk yeah. into a company or yeah. a place or whatever. So it's like, and it sounds like you guys have both yeah. together, which is like, I think that's like amazing if you can find someone who does that, you know? And we, we try with that. Trust me that sure. we struggle with that sometimes too, because we put policies into place like guidelines, you know, right. be it for us as a team or for our community. And it's more just to keep things smooth. So everyone can experience a, an ex, something sensational and sure. exceptional right. each and every time. Right. But sometimes, but there has to be a, a human sense to that, right? Yeah. It can't be incredibly rigid all the time. Like, you know, one example, we have a four-hour cancellation policy, and that's to allow clients enough time to prepare for their day and their class and to participate. Mm-hmm. But listen, we get it. Life happens. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, something's going to happen in that four-hour policy time bracket. Just call us. Let us know. We'll right. do our best. Right. I mean, there has to be a humane and human side yes. to these policies sure. that... If there's an explanation or, or just like a conversation, I mean, we're all human. Trust me, stuff comes up in my world all the time. Personally, I actually very rarely sign up for class ahead of time because I know that my daily yeah. schedule is constantly I don't know what I'm going to do next week. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I mean, throughout yeah. the day. I mean, yeah. that's just, yeah. I understand that of my day. Right. So sometimes it works to my advantage and I can jump into a class. And sometimes class is full mm-hmm. and that would have been my spot. And, and But I... But I didn't sign up at a time. You know what I mean? Right. So like sure. there's a little bit of that. Um, yeah. So with all our policies and procedures and we do our best, right? We have guidelines, all these things. But there has to be like a human side to it and understanding. And that's something that we're constantly working on. You know, it's like putting locks on your doors. It keeps the honest people out. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. having <laughs> these policies and procedures, we like yeah. just to keep it smooth and clear yeah. for the whole community. Sure. But we do understand life happens. Mm-hmm. So just talk to us. Yeah. We'll do our best. Not saying that we're always doing it right, but we will try our best. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So what has been your most difficult thing so far in the five years that you've been? Have mm-hmm. you had a day where you were like, geez, I don't know how long I can do this? <laughs> <laughs> 
from how positive you are, I don't know if that day existed in your life, but, <laughs> but right, was it a one day? <laughs> Is it like a whole year day? <laughs> what have been some of the just difficulties of of owning a business you can be as passionate as you want but there are just Mm -hmm. days that it's like this is sometimes a little harder than other days yeah I will say advice that was given to me in the very beginning um and it was more of an inexperienced share um was just be prepared that managing your team is is going to take a lot of effort and energy and I have to say we have a 50 person team crazy. Which is a wild and magical and amazing because they are 50 like unicorns, right? Like I've, I've 50 unicorns that I get to work with. Um, meaning they're just like, like out of this world, just creative and thoughtful and kind and hardworking. And I would say not even like, I mean, it is challenging, but one of the more spaces where I have to put a lot of energy is managing 50 different personalities. Uh Yes. Right. I mean, we don't all work the same. We don't communicate the same. Mm-hmm. We don't have the same lives happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So just the the juggle and, and the work towards balancing and how to support mm-hmm. all of them. But also, I mean, bar three is not a volunteer position. It's, yeah. it, it's not a hobby. It's a job. And for a, probably all except maybe one, mm-hmm. it's not a full-time job. Right. So I also have to resonate and understand that they're putting full-time energy and full-time efforts into a part-time job. Mm -hmm. So also finding that in the back of my head, like this is my life. It's Mm -hmm. not even a job. This is my life. Yeah. Because if it's not successful... I'm sleeping on your couch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, it, it this is all there is to it. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. The girls would, like, oh, lose would. their noodle. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but really, at the end of the day, like, this is this is my life. Yeah. So it has to thrive, and it has to be successful. Mm-hmm. I have a sensational studio manager, Erin, and, and it is her full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a, a brilliant mentor, lead uh, instructor mentor, Lisa, and... Lisa has a more than full-time director position uh, based out of Philly. And I mean, they're like my bookends, really. Like like the two of them, they hold me up. They're two incredible pillars in my life. And and they really, truly help me bring in the focus here. But I have 50 people overall where it's Mm part-time. Like I said, not a volunteer. It's it's not a hobby. Mm -hmm. It's a job. So Mm -hmm. maintaining relationships with them, understanding the energies that they can and cannot give sometimes in their life Mm -hmm. and and managing uh, personalities. Because I will say, I think most of the team gets on swimmingly. But on occasion, right? Like, how can you expect everyone to get together all the time? So that would be Mm -hmm. probably the most energy has to be given. But... Honest to goodness, never have I said this wasn't a good choice. I don't think we have should have done this. Mm-hmm. Knock, I'm not going to knock on wood. It's not going to sound good on the podcast. But pretend I'm You're knocking on great, wood. Great. Um, but You're a great learner. Day, it is, yes, she is. Love of learning. But to this day, um, it's one of the best decisions I have ever, ever made. That's awesome. Yeah. And it is so, it's the interesting thing too is like you said, you have 50 people, 50 different personalities. The craziest mm-hmm. thing that I've learned too is just how people's, People change their lives change, mm-hmm. and so what's important to them also changes in their season. So yeah. as hard as it is to manage yeah. fifty people, those fifty people also change. Yeah. The longer you have someone, 
the the more things change in their lives mm -hmm. like someone that you hired with no kids and no wife and then gets married oh, yeah. and has kids yeah where pay used to be the most important now time off is the most important yeah, yeah. thing okay. where time yeah. off used to be the more important now the title is the most yeah. so it's not just the 50 people it's like the longer they are the almost sometimes trickier it can start to become because you have to know they're changing mm -hmm. their lives are the things that were important to me when i was 21 are not important whatsoever anymore mm -hmm. yeah and as a boss you're trying to not only know people but know what's constantly changing mm -hmm. is so tricky oh it's incredibly tricky because understanding each person is now. so unique mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah we have a lot of that happening now families growing yeah. new um positions um professionally happening yeah. in their lives yeah. that mm -hmm. might draw them out of the lehigh valley and yeah. kids growing and changing and and significant others their lives are you right. know what yeah. i mean a lot of these people have significant um others in their lives and their lives are changing yeah. too yeah. so yeah. i mean it's not just adapting to my team but mm -hmm. everything that again happens in their world outside oh, yeah. of the studio. Right. There's a guy we do a lot of work for that talks a lot about empathy, and I think it's something that I'm not great at, it's something I need to learn better, but just the importance of realizing just how people coming in with certain attitudes or having mm -hmm. an off day or having better, like trying the best you can to have empathy of like, we all have bad days and we also mm -hmm. have things that you have no clue. Like someone mm -hmm. comes in and they're in a bad mood. You're like, what a grouch. Mm -hmm. They could be going through a time that you don't even know, depending on like what's going on in oh their lives goodness. or things we around them. The so time. trying to have empathy of like, I don't really do what, if I don't really know what's going on, mm -hmm. I do the best I can of realizing that, it may be way tougher than just a, an attitude that I'm... Absolutely. We are constantly reminding each other, me reminding myself and the team reminding each other that we have to seek to understand before being understood, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. I said, that cancellation policy. Yep. Like, yep. we have no idea what's happening behind mm -hmm. the scenes right. in 99.999% of our yeah. community. Right. And they might come in smiling and had just a brilliant yeah. day. Yeah. They might have had a horrible day. It might be a horrible week or they might have been struggling with something well past a yeah, month right. of something that's really hard. Mm -hmm. So what we can offer in that moment is just like a yeah. smile. How are yeah. you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and genuine, authentic. Yeah. And right. that's something, right? Like my team, they might come in at a three, but they have a role yes. as part of this team that also right. needs to be executed like strongly. Yeah. Even though, even though a team member's identity might be in a really hard place. Right. Our job, our role is to help to elevate them. So we also recognize that if the community's coming in from a hard place, I mean, we have to seek to understand before being understood. Yeah. And that that's something that we're constantly trying to remind yeah. each other, like I said, myself and understand. And that goes to community and the team, you yeah. know, like we all got stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's not everyone walks in with their cup full. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're probably not. That's why they're walking in, you know. <laughs> Yeah. A little. I was going to say, I, I've, I, mean, I have a friend that lives in in my town that goes to our church, and and she is a mother of three, and she only goes sometimes when she can. But mm -hmm. it's like that literal hour. Yeah, it's like the only hour she takes for herself, like maybe once a week. Yeah, yeah. I, you my know? wife does three a week. Yeah. every single. Every, she literally schedules them like months in advance. Yeah, right. And yeah, it's like her sometimes. So it's it cool that you're like offering out. an experience. That's oh, like really yeah. cool for people. Even as, so I was an instructor for a little over two years mm -hmm. or something, something like that. And those two years were really difficult years in my life. Like Brittany, poor thing, has had to deal with some difficult things that I've had to go through. But the one really cool thing was that sometimes when I would go into a class and I was at a three 
at best. <laughs> I also knew that, you know, that I needed to be at a 10. And when you're standing in front of a room full of, of women, like you just want to love and encourage them. Mm-hmm. But there was a moment, like there would be days where I would come in feeling horrible, but leave so much better myself. Mm-hmm. Just because sometimes yes. when you, you know, not that like, I hate the fake it till you make it thing, mm-hmm. but I think it's just, there's a, a matter of just be what more of what you want to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you want to be encouraged, be encouraging, right. you know? So like, I felt like as an instructor, those were probably some of the best years of my life, even though they were hard, mm-hmm. but it was because, you know, I had to step into sometimes feeling better than I was actually. Good. Are you ready to come back? <laughs> I would love to. Yeah, because it's not We even... can talk about that offline. <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest. Like, your three is like some people's 12. Yeah. So. Which is incredibly true. It's so, so true. true. It is very if, you're, true. if you come in as a 10, it's like almost overwhelming. It's like, what well, she is. Well, calm down. Sunshine. <laughs> the sun That's is in I'm the saying. room. Unicorns. Unicorns <laughs> yes, come on yes. to our team. But I think too, like that, the fake it till you make it, they're also, yeah, is a, is a part of like, when you're showing up to your job, yeah, that being one of them, yeah, that's also the reality of just life. Yeah. Like, yes. regardless mm-hmm. of how much empathy you want to have for your employees, whatever, yeah. you also did hire the person that yeah. came in that interview. I guarantee was a ten of ten in their personality. Mm-hmm. They didn't come in like this. Typically, is how I might be. Like, you hire them. So there's also a reality of like, yeah, we're all going to have off days, but in a, especially in the people, like you can somewhat come into editing and sometimes not necessarily be in a great mood and no one knows that because yeah. the edit might still come together yeah. it, in a people first business. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of got to show up too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as an owner too, that's, I think the thing I struggle with is when I am not in a great mood, I'm not really great at trying to put myself in one Mm -hmm. so i'm realizing there are times that like i shouldn't (laughs) there are times that i need to not go in the office right away there are times Mm -hmm. that i need to do something that fills my tank because i don't want to be there's this guy that we do a lot of work for and he always says are you kind of person when you go in a room you um, build the energy up or do you suck it right out Mm -hmm. and i realize i don't want to be a person that sucks energy out and Mm -hmm. so if i know that i'm not in a good mood and i know i'm gonna suck energy out i better do whatever i possibly can to fill up my tank in some way or don't show up at all Mm -hmm. until i am yeah because especially from the boss perspective everyone feeds is gonna feed off Mm -hmm. an energy that someone brings in the room naturally feed off each other and i'm not great at that and i think that it's more of me just realizing what I need to do to fill my tank and make sure that I try to fill it. Absolutely. We literally just had this conversation as a team. Um, Like, what does that take? You know, does Mm -hmm. it mean that you watch something funny on YouTube? Like, do you have a favorite skit that you go back to? Do you bump some Beyonce and have a party for one? I mean, (laughs) does that mean you get your favorite beverage at your local coffee shop? Like, what does that mean? What do you you just need a little pick me up? Like, and also just recognizing like, what what are those things that that make you happy And, and figuring that out, which is sometimes just as hard as even acknowledging like I am at a three, right. you know? So yeah, um, yeah we, we just had this conversation as a team recently. What are those things? Like you need that moment. What do you need in that moment? Like right. yep. to, to find that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. It's great. I love it so much. Any final tips or questions or any, anything anybody wants to ask? Brittany? Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> kind of want to go to a class now. Yes, I have been oh trying to yes. get you 
I will, I will say I thing. still don't feel that. I still don't feel like I want to. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I like it all. No, and that's the hard but I, no, no, but yeah, kudos to you. I mean, my, my wife, like I said, she absolutely loves it. She does three a week because she literally loves that hour that she gets mm-hmm. to literally just and, – and for her, and she's not into exercising. So clearly it says that's a lot. True. But even that – And now she is. But it says a lot about the culture, and which is why we wanted to have you on it Thank because you. I think that that's – you can a lot of people can teach fitness, yeah. but you're obviously doing a great job with internal culture because she never has like just a certain coach that she wants. She never has just a certain time. She's like, I go these times. I don't care who's there. It's good. Yeah. I get the childcare. That's yeah. literally the probably the it's biggest amazing. point. There. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. But I do have to say. Like, bravo and kudos to you for being supportive on the home side and letting her invest. It's really about empowering our community mm-hmm. and our clients. Mm-hmm. Finding balance, but empowering them from within. Mm-hmm. And you creating that support, whether it be emotionally, financially, or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. whatever support she needs, that she is happy and confident to, to walk in, right? That, that she can do that. That she can come back feeling stronger, feeling more confident, feeling more pride, mm-hmm. feeling like a better wife and a better mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, these, are, and, and we talk about this often, these off-scale accomplishments that really are, are our number one goal. Yes, bar three is a results-driven workout. There is no doubt about it, hands down. But these other emotions and feelings about feeling um, less stressed mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. less pain within our body mm-hmm. or more mindful of how we're communicating yeah. with people in our family mm-hmm. or within our business mm-hmm. or in our professional worlds. But that also is supported by you on the mm-hmm. home side mm-hmm. that you're encouraging this. Mm-hmm. And this is an investment in her whole body health. Right. Not just her physical health, but her mental health. And mm-hmm. that's where that component of mindfulness is so vital. Um, that she doesn't feel lonely at home because she knows she's supported by you. She doesn't mm-hmm. feel lonely in our space mm-hmm. because she's supported by us. Right, right. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. that right there mm-hmm. is what we're doing as a brand. One, as an owner-operated small business but as a huge brand is redefining what success means in fitness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. the fact that your wife loves it and craves it and yeah. thrives when she's there and comes home mm-hmm. happier, that is what's redefining mm-hmm. the success of fitness. Mm-hmm. And truly, that is our mission. It's mm-hmm. awesome. If you guys couldn't tell, this is why she has an amazing <laughs> culture, right? I mean, yeah, hello. Right. It's just anytime you spend time with you, you just feel good. And... And I love that. And so one of our things too here at Scaling Creative is we're excited to just feature people on the podcast, you know, that are local here in the Lehigh Valley and doing really great things that have heartbeats for culture. Cause I know for us, like we love our clients so much and like we're, we love to do video for them because we know it's going to bring attention to them because Mm -hmm. they deserve it and we want to see them successful. Mm -hmm. And so when we have other companies that we just want to highlight what you're doing well and how you're doing the same thing in a different platform, in a different business, but you know, just loving our area and our businesses and loving Mm -hmm. people. So, so if people want to connect with you, where can they 
find you? Um, they can find me at either studio. Okay. Um, I teach at both locations. So we have Bar 3 Allentown, um, which is on Hamilton Boulevard. And then we have Bar 3 Bethlehem, which is on Bath Pike. But Probably 90% of the people listening to this are like, with the what roads? The what <laughs> yeah, that, that may or so may not. From a, soci- from a yeah. social yeah. network yeah. place, so that would be the local, best. If you're local, find me at the studio. <laughs> if you're not local, we can connect directly. Um, the quickest and best way would be through email, which is my first and last name, Morse at bar3.com. Okay. And Morse is spelled like Morse code. Um, and I would love Instagram. to connect with, and Instagram, yes. Yeah. We have Bar 3 Bar Lehigh Valley is our Instagram handle. And then our platform on Facebook, we have two, one for Bar 3 Bethlehem and one for Bar 3 Allentown. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes. Well, you're killing it. Thank you. Keep it up. This was such an honor to participate. Thank you so much for having me. It's great. And Michaela, I love you. I love you too. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for listening or watching, depending on what platform you're on right now. But comment. We would love to hear your thoughts about culture, building culture. And also, if you have different ideas you want to hear on the podcast, we just want to hear from you. We're excited to, to give you guys more of what you want. So thanks for spending time with us. Yes. And we will see you next time. See ya. Bye.